Hello and happy Thursday. Welcome to this episode of Redeeming the Times podcast. Today on this episode, we are going to be discussing the topic of what's wrong with critical race theory and social justice. These topics um, are very widespread right now. You're probably hearing a lot about them, particularly on college campuses or in the new media and news and TV and movies. Um, But what you may not know is that these topics are also being widely preached and embraced as truth in the American church right now. And so that's really going to be my focus today is I want to go ahead and break down and explain why critical race theory and social justice is not only contrary to what the Bible teaches concerning mankind and God's plan for us, but also why it's a false gospel that uh, if you look at the way it aligns, that it doesn't if you look at the look at it in contrast to scripture, it really is heresy for these pastors and Christian leaders to be teaching right now. What exactly is critical race theory and social justice? Well, in order to better understand both of these ideologies, I think it's important that we start by defining the terms of what what each of these words mean exactly. What is critical race theory? Priscilla Ocean, professor at Loyola Loyola Law School, says, quote, Critical race theory ultimately is calling for a society that is egalitarian, a society that is just, and a society that is inclusive. And in order to get there, we have to name the barriers to achieving a society that is inclusive. The article then goes on to say a few paragraphs later, quote, In Richard Delgado and Jean Stefanik's book, Critical Race Theory Introduction, they define the critical race theory movement as a collection of activists and scholars interested in studying and transforming the relationship among race, racism, and power. And those that embrace this ideology believe that the wrongs of racism and that all society's ills and injustices can only be achieved through what they call social justice. So what exactly is social justice? Well, if you look at what the term means as defined by dictionary.com, it says the fair treatment of all people in a society including respect for the rights of minorities and equitable equitable distribution of resources among members of a community. This means that social justice advocates for the supposedly fair treatment of people and that every person should have the same amount of resources in the society and that anything standing in the way to achieving this should be taken away. And now you may be asking yourself, where did this idea of social justice originate from? Well, if you do a little bit of digging, according to an article written by author Glenn Beck and published by Fox News in March of 2010, he describes how social justice originated from a Catholic priest named Charles Coughlin, who founded the National Union for Social Justice and started publishing a journal called Social Justice Weekly. Glenn Beck says, quote, Coughlin, an anti-Semitic religious broadcaster in the 19th 30s, used the publication to attack capitalism and promote his adoration for Italian fascist Benito Mussolini. He used social justice as a cover, and it's happening again. And I have to say, I do agree with Glenn Beck on that point, that um, it is indeed happening again here in America. It is becoming increasingly popular to promote these ideas, not only in American society, but like I said a few minutes ago, also in 
in the church as well. Just a few well-known pastors that are promoting the ideologies of critical race theory and social justice include Brian Broderson, Rick Warren, Albert Tate, Andy Stanley, and Timothy Keller. And also well-known Christian music artist Lecrae are, um, is included in this bunch of, of men that are all openly embracing these ideologies and also teaching it to their congregations and they're promoting it as biblical truth or a new gospel. Um, pastors and individuals like Lecrae embracing critical race theory and social justice are saying that it embodies the essence of biblical truth because the Bible commands us to care for the poor and the oppressed. And so in their opinion, you know, therefore we should embrace this way of thinking and also vote for and promote platforms that advocate for more government spending on welfare projects, free health care and diversity and inclusion, um, which aligns with what we were what the term of social justice means that everyone has an equal number of re or sorry an equitable pardon me an equitable number of resources that everyone has the same amount of resources but while these pastors and others are celebrating these ideas they unfortunately completely fail to acknowledge the fact that the ideologies of critical race theory and social justice go in direct opposition to the teaching of scripture and take a very humanistic and even marxist view of the world where people are not um, looked at or judged upon their character or upon their individual actions, but rather that people should be divided into and viewed in terms of race, power, and class. And in order to better understand why this view is unbiblical and heretical for pastors and Christian leaders to be embracing and teaching this these ideas as to their congregations as truth, uh, we need to go back to scripture and see how God views mankind and how he teaches the world that we should view those around and how he, pardon me, teaches us that we should view those around us. And then we need to compare it to the ide ideologies of critical race theory and social justice. And I think the best place to start is by going um, to the book of Acts, because there in Acts chapter 17, um, the Apostle Paul was speaking to the Greeks, and he said, uh, quote, and he, speaking of God, has made one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us for in him we live and move and have our being as also some of your own poets have said for we also are his offspring and if we take a close look at that verse, this means that according to God, there is no such thing as different races of people, but rather that all people have been made from one original man, uh, Adam. Therefore, we all have the blood within us from Adam and Eve and are all the race of mankind. Yes, we do have different cultures and ethnicities, um, but if we trace our history back, we all came from the same place in the beginning and therefore are all still related to each other very distantly, but all still related to each other because we all originally descended from Adam and Eve. In contrast, take if you take a look at what critical race theory says about mankind, it says that people are all divided into different races and that these races are constantly struggling against each other and the only way to resolve this is through racial justice, particularly by having pe white people repent and renounce their whiteness. Uh, 
critical race theorists say this is necessary because people who are white are born with an inherently racist tendency against people of other races simply because of the immutable trait of their skin color that they were born into this world with and this way of thinking has been popularized and promoted by books such as robin d'angelo's white fragility Sadly, however, this tragic way of thinking is not found anywhere in scripture and only further divides people. Um, it doesn't bring us closer together, it tears us apart. In, in Romans 5.12, the Apostle Paul says, Therefore, just as the one ma- it's through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. Adam was the original sinner after he chose to eat the forbidden fruit in the Garden of Eden. And as a result of that, all of mankind fell under the curse of sin and death due to his disobedience against God. Ever since then, each and every person that has been born into the world has been born with a tendency to sin because this world has fallen. If any person in the world is ever racist or commits any kind of sin, period, towards another person, it is because of their sin nature that fell upon all mankind at the fall in the Garden of Eden, and not because the pigmentation of their skin somehow makes them that way. We need to bear that in mind and judge and, and judge the motives and actions of people, therefore, on an individual basis. And this, too, in fact, is also a biblical truth. A great example of this is found in Ezekiel chapter 18, when the children of Israel were trying to blame the sins that they were committing in the present times because their forefathers had also committed wickedness. And so therefore they were saying that, hey, God shouldn't judge us because our forf- those who came before us were sinners. So therefore I'm just going to pl- place the fact that I place the blame for my sin upon them. Um, God's reply to them, though, is found later on in verse 29 and verse 30 when he says, Yet the Israelites say the way of the Lord is not just. Are my, my ways unjust, people of Israel? Is it not your ways that are unjust? Therefore, you Israelites, I will judge each of you according to your own ways, says the sovereign Lord. Repent, turn away from all your offenses, then sin will not be your downfall. And God is making it so clear in this passage of scripture that each person is judged by him on an individual basis for their own sins. To make groups of people somehow automatically more sinful than others based only on the mere color of their skin that they were born with is or, or what their ancestors did before them, such as the people calling for retributions on those of us who are in the present day for what our ancestors did beforehand in slavery. Uh, it's it's unjust, it's wrong, and it's a man-made concept, and it's not biblical in the slightest. The way out of sin for every human being, no matter the color of their skin or where they came from or their ethnicity, the way out is to repent and turn to Christ. John 3.16 tells us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. This is so evident, it's crystal clear that God loves the people of the entire world, and the only way for people around the world to love one another and view those around them as having worth and value is when they embrace the good news of the gospel 
gospel, repent of their sin, and follow Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. As followers of Christ, our first command from Jesus is to preach and teach the gospel and help lead other those around us to Christ. We are called to love other people as Jesus loves them, which means that we view them as image bearers of God who are deeply loved by him and in need of the salvation that only he can provide. We shouldn't view them as white versus black, oppressed versus oppressors, not rich versus poor, but rather we as followers of Christ need to view people around us and come from the understanding that every single person in this world is oppressed by their own sin and deeply in need of the love of our Savior. And Jesus Christ, we are all equally loved and valued by him, and each of us is individually accountable to him for the decisions we make, including the most important one of deciding whether or not to accept him as our savior. He offers this gift freely to all of mankind and each person has a choice to make as to whether or not they'll, they will accept Jesus Christ as their savior. Repent and follow him. In contrast, if we take a look, though, uh, those who advocate for social justice and critical race theory to be implemented in every institution are actually endeavoring to make this world a place where, according to their standards, so not the standards of the Bible um, or uh, uh, not according to the standards of Christ, but according to mankind's standards, where they want to make a place where everything is equitable and every person starts with the same amount of resources and has unity with each other. But this unity only comes from uh, a place where, because every other idea that is unpopulated is eradicated, and they say that this in turn will eradicate all social ills. This is actually socialism and communism. It is not biblical and it's definitely not attainable on earth because all of mankind is sinful and we covet, we lie, we steal, we murder, and we thieve. A great example of this is we saw last summer during the BLM and Antifa riots um, last summer of 2020, people murdered, stole, coveted, and destroyed the livelihood and property of others in the name of equity and justice. The result was that innocent people lost their lives, homes, and businesses, and had their private property destroyed and stolen. This only made more people sink into poverty and was horribly unjust due to the fact that they were attacked for no reason. You have to ask the question, how is that considered fair or just to those who lost everything? Um, in my response, you know, to this would be that until Christ returns and creates a brand new heaven and earth, as he promises to do in the book of Revelation, there sadly will always be inequality and injustices in one form or another because of mankind's sinful nation, uh, nature. We can't fix the problems of the world using mankind's methods. Um, you know, of course, it, when it comes to true in injustice or true inequality, like there once was um, when we had slavery here in America, and now with um, the abortion epidemic, we as followers of Christ should never be in favor of things like that. And yes, we should care for the poor and the needy as well, as commanded in Scripture, but we need to do it also 
also as outlined in scripture where it says that the ch it's the church's job to care for others through charity, such as people giving their time and their resources because they want to care for people and want to show them the love of Christ by doing so. Uh, the Bible does not tell us that it's the government's job to care for the poor. It's very clear that it's the church's job to do so. And, and the Bible never advocates that we as Christians should um, embrace the humanistic and Marxist view uh, as put forth through the equity of communism and socialism, which only steals from other people by the government enacting forced wealth distribution. The Bible has two simple answers to what communism and socialism teaches. It can be found in Exodus, actually. You shall not covet and you shall not steal. Communism and socialism is coveting and stealing. Those two things alone, there I could go down a long rabbit trail of all the other things that are wrong with those systems, but those two things alone should tell us that that is not what we as the Church of Jesus Christ should be embracing and that it is a humanistic and worldly view of trying to make things, uh, of trying to make a, a better world. And unfortunately, as we've seen in countries such as China and Russia, this they are horribly flawed systems that only end up in chaos and destruction um, through the use of them. Um, but yeah, the, the, that's unfortunately a, another note for another time. Most importantly in all things, we need to make sure that our definitions of justice and equality are based upon the word of God and not upon man's flawed and sin sinful way of thinking. We also need to continue to take a look at the actions and merits of a person on an individual level instead of lumping them into categories based upon race, power, or class. Um, in summary, this is why I believe that um, it's, in summary, this is why, Marie, uh, what exactly is wrong with critical race theory and social justice, and why is it heresy for, for pastors and teachers to teach and promote as truth? Well, this is because it, it preaches that certain people are guilty of particular sins, even if they've never actually committed a so-called racist injustice against another person. And they say that these people are guilty simply because of the color of their skin, and the only way for them to redeem themselves is by apologizing apologizing for the skin color that God gave them at birth. It's it's an immutable characteristic and something that you you can't change. It's it's wrong and it's un, unbiblical and ungodly to tell uh, another person that they are inherently racist or sinful based upon uh, a the ch a character trait that they were born with, their skin color. Nowhere in scripture does it teach that. As we just saw in the previous Bible verses, though, that all of mankind is equally sinful and equally guilty before God for our sins. And that our, that if anyone commits a sin, doesn't matter the, the color of their skin, it's because their hearts are deceitful and wicked, not because of what their skin color is. And that the only way to get right um, with God and to get a pure heart is by accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and giving their life over to him. And he can, he is the only one that can change our hearts and through changed hearts, change societies and communities.
And furthermore, critical race theory and social justice also is so flawed because it downplays or excuses the sins of others by saying that they have a right to do evil if they believe that they were the victim of racism or somehow uh, that it's justice to go ahead and harm innocent people like during the BLM riots of the past summer, whether those, those people didn't do anything wrong. So once more, like I said earlier, it's not just and it's not right that innocent people should have their property destroyed. The people in those riots who were doing that were coveting, stealing, and murdering. They're sinning. They need to get right with God, and they need to repent and, and turn away from that. The Their mass destruction that they created was, was definitely not biblical and not something that we as followers of Christ can get behind. Um, groups like BLM in particular, if you go to their website and, and read exactly what they stand for, they say very clearly that they embrace the ideology of social justice and critical race theory. Um, there are videos of the, of their prom, most prominent leaders openly proclaiming that they are trained Marxists. And they say it on their mission statement um, that they want the destruction of the family as defined by the Bible and also church as defined by scripture. Um, and marriage is defined by scripture. They want abortion on demand. They are anti-Semitic, which means they hate the Jewish people and want them to be destroyed. So <laughs> want to talk about racism? I think that's a very racist thing right there in of itself. And that they want the nation of Israel to be uh, wiped out forever. A follower of Christ who knows the scripture should be able to see immediately why we cannot get behind organizations and ideologies like Black Lives Matter. Not because we don't care about black lives or black people individually, but rather because we cannot support the Black Lives Matter organization because they are in direct defiance to God and his word. Um, and if you if you need any more convincing about why we can't lock arms with organizations like that, uh, it can be just go to uh, the book of Ephesians. And it says there in chapter 5, Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children, and walk in love, as Christ has also loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. But fornication and uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for the saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because these things the wrath of God becomes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Walk in light, for once you were darkness, but now you are in the light. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth finding out what is acceptable to the Lord and have no unfellowship, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And then that's Ephesians chapter five, um, verses one through 10 through 11. And so just to wrap up in summary here, sin will never be eradicated and hearts will not be changed for the better through embracing social justice and the critical race theory ideologies. Social justice is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. 
It's not a replacement for the gospel or something to blend into. It cannot save people from their sin or change mankind's wicked parts. The only person that can truly change the hearts of sinful mankind is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And in him, mankind finds our, their true redemption. And people are reconciled both to God and to each other when we stop looking at the skin color of those around us and instead see the blood of Christ covering all of us within his church. In closing, I just want to say, as Pastor John Corson often says in his sermons in regards to being on the lookout for false teaching, if it's new, it's probably not true. And if it's true, it's probably not new. The Bible has everything that we need for life and godliness. Um, stick to it and dig deep into it daily so you'll be able to discern what is true and what is false doctrine. Thank you so much, fellow Christ followers, for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed it, please like it and please share it with your friends and your family. And let me know if you have any questions or comments. Um, feel free to draw, to message me on Telegram or Instagram, and I'll be happy to um, address any comments or questions that you might have. Thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your night.